Yes, sir, we promised you a great man here tonight. Andres, the WrestleMania! WrestleMania is running wild. If you smell what the rock is cooking. The rock says, the rock, the rock, the rock says. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Slows Wrestling Show. My name's Alex Slows, and this is your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Live from Hawk Radio Studios in beautiful Ybor City, Tampa, Florida. Coming up, Triple H injury, Shane McMahon rumor, WWE crown jewel match grades and the good and, and bad, top three NXT feuds from Matt Riddle, Adam Page, and more on the Slows Wrestling Show.
Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. According to MonstersAndCritics.com, Triple H was injured at WWE Crown Jewel in a match against Kane and The Undertaker. Triple H suffered a torn pectoral muscle during the match. Triple H is heading to Burning, Birmingham, Alabama to get an injury diagnosis. He may immediately undergo surgery if the, injury, if the injury is serious and could be out of action for a number of months. When I watched this match, I didn't really see the injury take place, but I did see Triple H holding his chest towards the end of the match, so this injury could be a mild one or worse depending on the diagnosis information. Now, according to Bleacher Report, there is a rumor that Shane McMahon, the, the, World, Cup, the World Cup winner at Crown Jewel, to, set up, to be setting up a heel turn. In my opinion, I can see Shane being a heel to give the fans a match that has been talked about by Jeff Hardy. Jeff said he eventually wants to see face Shane McMahon, so this could possibly could this possibly be setting up for a, a, a match or a feud down the road? One can only hope for certain that this could take place, but we'll have to wait and see what WWE plans for in the future. Now it's time to talk about WWE Crown Jewel match grades and the good and the bad from this pay-per-view. The first match started with round one for the WWE World, World Cup and the best in the world between Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton. Randy began with a short advantage on Mysterio who went for the 6-1-9 but was caught into the second rope, rope vintage DDT. Randy would try to go for the RKO, but would miss and get rolled up for a pinfall, with Mysterio advancing to the semifinals. Mysterio was then attacked by Orton outside the ring, setting up a perfect suspense to see if Mysterio would be able to compete. This match was a really great way to open Crown Jewel for the fans. The next match was The Miz versus Jeff Hardy, which ended in a twist of, twist of fate reversal from The Miz into a skull-crushing finale for the pinfall, with The Miz advancing to the semifinals. I found this match was a D for me because it was too bland and with not much action going around. The next match was Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. Lashley would open the match with, a power, with power attacks on Seth Rollins, but Rollins would come back into the matchup with, with two suicide dives to Lashley. Lashley went for the spear attempt into the corner on Rollins, but hit the post, and Rollins went in for the curve stomp for the win. This match was okay for the most part, but I didn't like how Lashley was able to lose to someone like Rollins, especially for his size advantage. You would think Lashley would win, but this is a prime example of WWE not, giving, not using big guys as heels or pushing them enough. The next match I watched was AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, which I believe was a good quality match. Joe came close to winning by, looking, by locking in the Coquina Clutch on Styles, who reversed into the, to, into the Calf Crusher. But Joe made it to the ropes in, in which Styles got quick, setting up for the phenomenal forearm for the win and retaining the WWE Championship. Styles has held the championship for a hundred and AJ Styles has held the WWE championship for 133 days since November of last year.
The next match, the next match was Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. The match opened with a shot to the head with the title from the Raw GM from Raw G General Manager Baron Corbin, in which Brock Lesnar took advantage of with seven at seven F5s to Strowman for the win, making it a squash match and the worst Universal Championship match in history. Because they didn't even take time enough to make this match interesting, and that sucks because I was really expecting a lot more from this matchup. The final match I watched was DX versus the Brothers of Destruction, which was Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus The Undertaker and Kane. This match was the first tag match for these four men. It was one of the worst tag matches for a pay-per-view that I have ever seen because there was one point in the match where Triple H and Undertaker botched an Irish whip, which should have been set up to go into the barricade. Right when Triple H gets up and distracts Undertaker from trying to pile drive Sean through the announce table, Taker gets down. You can hear very clearly Triple H telling Undertaker, no, go this way. Then he runs into the barricade with Undertaker following him. Then on top of that, Kane's mask wasn't on fully and fell off. This match was so ridiculous to me that me and my friend were laughing our heads off at this. It's like they didn't even take time or preparation or training before this event. So overall, Crown Jewel was a 1 out of 10 pay-per-view for me. Now here are the top three first feuds for Matt Riddle and NXT. Number one, Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso is currently the NXT champion, so making Matt Riddle a face would make sense when planning this feud and storyline between the two. Number two, Lars Sullivan. Lars has been on a destructive role in NXT, so putting Matt Riddle against him, especially with his MMA background and style, would make this feud fun to watch every single time. Number three, Cassis Oh No. Having Cassis go up against Riddle would be a great way to start off an NXT for Riddle, who was greeted by Ono in his television debut and would put on a great show between the two. Coming up after the break, Adam Page, Chris Jericho, NXT recap, the Raw recap, and more on the Slows Wrestling Show.
Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Now, according to Wrestling Edge, Adam Page, who is an elite member in New Japan, was offered a Ring of Honor contract but declined due to resigning. Cody Rhodes stated that he or, or he nor the rest of the elite would want to join WWE in regards to a possible WWE run. I honestly like where Adam Page is right now in New Japan, so I don't think he should go to WWE but stay independently in the Indies. Now, according to Sports Kita, Chris Jericho revealed his top dream matches in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Jericho revealed he wants to face possibly Okada or Suzuki in his run with New Japan, which I definitely would tune in to watch. Right now, Jericho is in a storyline against Evil, so a lot is going on for him in New Japan, and I'm excited to see what plans are in store for him next. Now here's the Monday Night Raw recap for Monday, November 5th, and the NXT win recap for Wednesday, November 7th. WWE Raw results recap grades towards Survivor Series build. The month of November has arrived, so it is customary every year. The brief time has come where men and women of WWE entertain the fans over in Europe. Raw on Monday night emanated from Manchester, England, just three days after the controversial Crown Jewel event in Saudi Arabia. With Crown Jewel out of the way now, we're on a one-way road to Survivor Series, which is a mere 13 days away. There's a bit of build left for one of the big five shows of the year, and Monday's, Monday's Raw cleared up some of, the, some of the bigger questions that have been lingering as Survivor Series looms ahead. Survivor Series finally takes center stage. Acting General Manager Baron Corbin was out to begin Raw this week, fresh off his actions of basically costing Braun Strowman the Universal Championship at Crown Jewel with his attack before the bell. The entire Raw roster was on stage signaling that some sort of announcement was laying ahead, which indeed was. Flanked by security surrounding the ring for his own safety, presumably as protection from an angry monster among men, Corbin arrogantly explained that it's normal to have security for someone as high profile as he is. The general manager said that there would be a traditional 5-on-5 Survivor Series matches featuring men and women from both brands, and he also revealed that Commissioner Stephanie McMahon will be on Raw next week to address Shane McMahon stealing the World Cup at Crown Jewel. Corbin proclaimed that he will, would be serving as captain of Raw Survivor Series men's team, though he will not actually compete in the match. And the first three members of the men's team are Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, and Braun Strowman, who he said needs to learn respect, but will be a viable member of the squad nonetheless. Next, it was time to move on to a building women's team, and the captain of the females from Raw's side was Alexa Bliss. In the ring, Blex told the woman, Bliss told the woman on stage she'll be watching all their matches very closely and will not accept failure. The former Raw Women's Champion then announced that to begin her scouting, we get an Evolution rematch between Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia against the Riot Squad. Before Bliss could start the women's match, however, Kurt Angle's music interrupted. He reminded that last year he led Team Raw to victory, and he wants in on Survivor Series again this year. He received an, an, an initial pushback from Corbin, but then Angle made a proposal that he and Corbin square off later on Raw with the captain's position on the line. 
After being goaded a bit, Corbin finally gave in and accepted the challenge. Bliss then tried to restart the women's match once again, but this time was interrupted by her former mixed match challenge partner, Strowman, who tore through the security trying to get to Corbin as well as their all-stars at the top of the ramp while he was in pursuit. Backstage, Strowman grabbed a producer and told him that if he happens to see Corbin, to let him know that he's going to, of course, get these hands. Strowman continued his pursuit of Corbin backstage and nearly caught up to him in the storage area where he was hiding, even though Corbin denied to Charlie Caruso that he was in hiding. Corbin was able to escape, though, and Caruso caught up with Corbin in the backstage area getting into a car later on, and he said that Kurt Angle needs to be informed that he won't be facing him tonight because he was in an emergency appointment that he needs to get to. Instead, Drew McIntyre will be taking his place, and Corbin fled in the car with Strowman just barely missing him. The stakes for the match are now changed to Angle, needing to defeat McIntyre to become team captain. Drew McIntyre defeated Kurt Angle via submission. In the ultimate sign of disrespect, McIntyre hit the Angle slam before making Angle tap to his own ankle lock signature move. Corbin is still the captain of Raw Survivor Series team thanks to McIntyre's brutality. Fate of the Raw team Tag Team titles decided. We've been wondering for weeks about the status of the Raw Tag Team Championship and Seth Rollins made his way out to the ring in an attempt to clear everything up. Carrying both the Intercontinental Championship and both the tag team titles, Rollins was displeased with a lot that's been going on in WWE lately, including Brock Lesnar being Universal Champion and not in attendance once again. The Intercontinental Champ admitted that Dean Ambrose was in the building somewhere, that he didn't have the guts to come in and give him answers. Rollins was set to relinquish the Tag Team Championship in the wake of S.H.I.E.L.D. Brethren Ambrose turning on him, but Acting General Manager Corbin had another plan. From, backspa from backstage, Corbin told Rollins that he and Ambrose must defend the titles against the Authors of Pain, even though it was clear that this was a handicap match defense for Rollins, as Ambrose wouldn't be coming to help save the championship. Raw Tag Team Championship match. The Authors of Pain defeat Seth Rollins via pinfall to win the titles. Rollins put in a valiant effort by himself, but in the end, the two monsters were just too much and were able to finally capture their first taste of the main roster gold. After the match, Ambrose made his way through the crowd to a chorus of boos. He entered the ring and asked Rollins if he still wanted to know why he turned his back on him, but instead of providing an explanation, Ambrose planted his physically spent former partner with the Dirty Deeds and walked up the ramp. After recovering, Rollins staggered his way back up the ramp following the punishment he had just been through. This may seem simple, but when it c comes down to it, this was the only logical answer here in regards to what would become the Raw Tag Team titles following Ambrose's betrayal of Rollins after they captured the championship. Now all parties can move on with Rollins and Ambrose's personal feud heating up with the IC Championship right in the middle, and AOP can begin its reign of terror in the tag team division, which quite frankly is something that should have been set in motion much earlier than this. Win-win here for everyone involved. Ronda Rousey responds to Becky Lynch. Ahead of their champion versus champion showdown at Survivor Series, SmackDown Women's Champion Lynch fired the first shot at Raw Women's Champion Rousey last Tuesday on SmackDown Live, informing the former UFC Women's Bantamweight title holder that she plans to take her arm. 
Monday Monday on Raw, it was Rousey's shot to return fire. Rousey said her comments from last week were cute, and it's easy to see why everyone loves her because of her perseverance. The Raw Women's Champion admitted that she respects Lynch, but warns not to mistake her respect for weakness. Rousey was a was once a challenge in two weeks, so Lynch had better bring everything and all the anger and angst that she has to Survivor Series. A fired-up, intense Rousey stared directly into the camera and declared, "Lynch may refer to herself as a man, but she is a natural-born killer and the baddest woman on the planet." Before slamming the microphone, Nia Jax's music hit from from there on to her upcoming match with Ember Moon, and in the ring she com 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 commented the promo that Rousey just cut. She also reminded her, though, after she makes Lynch tap at Survivor Series, she'll be waiting for her as the next challenger following her battle royal win at Evolution. What else happened on Raw? Sasha Banks and Bailey and Natalia versus the Riot Squad ended in a no contest. This two-segment Evolution six-woman bout had no definite winner. Natalia donned the sunglasses on her late father, Jim DeAnvil Nyhart, to the ring, and as she ha had the sharpshooter locked in on Sarah Logan in the ring, Ruby Riot snapped the shades in half as Natalia looked on. Riot Squad escaped up the ramp while Banks and Bailey counseled us sobbing Natalia on the outside floor during the awkward ending. Apollo Crews defeats Jinder Mahal via pinfall. Cruz got the win following the standing moonsault. The commentators were raving about the victory, noting Cruz had just defeated a former WWE champion. Something more prevalent could be in the cars going towards this incredible athlete. Elias defeats Dolph Ziggler via pinfall. Ziggler was out to cut a promo about his loss in the World Cup final at Crown Jewel but was interrupted by Elias, who was massively over with the British crowd. Elias trolled Ziggler with a song before he was summoned down to the ring, and the match was on. Elias picked up the 1-2-3 after a drift away. Nia Jax defeats Ember Moon via pinfall. Jax earns a win after a Samoan drop as they were clearly building her up as a force again ahead of her guaranteed Raw Women's title shot against Rousey. After the win, Tamina Snuka once again emerged and she and Jax proceeded to beat down Moon, finally declaring their alliance. The setup to heal Jax is versus babyface Rousey, but a Raw Women's title has begun. Bobby Lashley defeats Vim, Finn Balor. Lashley got the pin after planning Balor with a face buster. Following the bout, McIntyre made his way out for the main event and helped Balor to his feet only to take him out with the Claymore kick. So that is the Raw, the Monday Night Raw highlights and recap for for yesterday, which was 11-7-18. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. But we're back. Also, here is the WWE Evolution pay-per-view results. WWE Evolution results recap and grades. So the first match was Trish Stratus and Lita defeats Mickey James and Alicia Fox via pinfall. Nia Jax wins the 20-woman wo battle royal. Tony Storm defeats Shir Shiri Shirari via pinfall to win the 2018 May Young Classic. Natalia, Bailey, and Sasha Banks defeat the Riot Squad via pinfall. NXT Women's Championship Shayna Baszler defeats Kerry Sane via submission to win the title. 
Becky Lynch defeats Charlotte Flair to retain the title last woman standing. Raw wins championship. Ronda Rousey defeats Nikki, Vel Nikki Bella via submission to retain the title. And those are the highlights for the first ever Women's Evolution pay-per-view. Now here are four teams that could be the next Raw Tag Team Champions. Number one, Ziggler and McIntyre. I honestly think Mac I honestly think Ziggler and McIntyre are good as tag team heels, but I think WWE WWE needs to let McIntyre run on his own for a bit. Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. I honestly don't like this idea of giving Roode and Gable a chance a sh a chance and a shot at a shot because they kind of fell off as relevant performers, and that's not their fault. They are just not getting enough showtime, which is unfair. The Authors of Pain. The AOP have been on a roll lately on Monday Night Raw, so I definitely think they should get a... Well, they're already Raw Tag Team Champions. So now that they've climbed the mountain, I'd like to see them go against a really high-profile top, high top team like the Revival, which is number four on this list. Number four... The Revival. Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder should have redemption against Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, but it should be a tag team tournament that includes The Revival, Drew and Ziggler, Chad and Rude, and the Officers of Pain. But we'll have to wait and see what WWE does next. Now here's the NXT recap from last Wednesday's and the results for this show. Aleister Black confronts C Candice Lee Ray. Nikki Cross faced Mercedes Martinez on NXT. Cross and Martinez traded submission holds to start off the match. Mercedes connected with a suplex and then went back to a headlock. Nikki escaped and leaped on Mercedes back for a sleeper hold. Martinez broke it up by slamming Nikki into the turnbuckle and then stomped on her ribs in the middle of the ring. Cross battled back with a splash in the corner and then with a bulldog. Nikki made her way to the top rope and hit a crossbody for a near fall. Nikki was busted open and went for a suplex, but Martinez countered with a spine buster. Martinez followed it up with a two backdrop divers in a row and followed it up with a German suplex and a running knee to Nikki's face. Cross battled back with a neckbreaker and then slapped herself. Nikki then connected with the purge neckbreaker for the pinfall of victory. After the match, Nikki Cross got in Mercedes Martinez's face and said that was fun over and over again. Candice Lee Ray came down to the ring to confront Cross and Nikki laughed in her face. Aleister Black d then got in Nikki's face on the entrance ramp and Nikki retreated. Back then, back then got, Black then got in the ring with Candice Lee Ray and asked where Johnny Gargano was. G Candice told him that he was not here. Aleister then said the future of Gargano and NXT is gone before walking away. Matt Riddle tapped out Luke Menzies. Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle made his NXT debut and faced Luke Menzies on, his, on uh, last week's episode of NXT. Riddle drove Menzies to the ropes to start off the match as the crowd chanted, Bro. Riddle locked in an armbar and Menzies countered into a roll-up for a two-count. Menzies leveled Riddle... Riddle with a shoulder tackle, but then Matt responded to the flurry of kicks in the corner of the ring. Menzies counted with a headbutt, countered with a headbutt, and then overhead toss for a two count. Riddle connected with a senton and punt to Menzies' face that echoed throughout the whole arena. Matt followed it up with a bunch of elbows to Luke's face and then applied the bro mission for the submission victory. Street, prof street Profits defeated the Mighty. 
Angelo Dawkins and Shane Thorne started off the match. Dawkins took control early in the match and then tagged in Montez for it. Montez hit Thorne with a drop kick and then flipped onto Nick Miller. Miller tagged in and planted Ford with a spine buster for a near fall. Miller and Thorne isolated Ford in the ring for a few minutes and then beat him down. Dawkins finally was able to tag in and he cleaned house. Dawkins connected with a power slam on Thorne and went for a cover, but Miller broke it up at the last second. Ford tagged in and connected with a frog splash for the pinfall victory. Danny Burch and Ani Larkin picked up a victory. Ani Larkin and Danny Burch battled Raw Mendoza and Humberto Carlo. Carrillo on this week's episode of NXT. Uh, last week's episode, excuse me. Mendoza and Birch started off the match by locking up in the middle of the ring. Mendoza took Birch down and tagged Humberto in. Car Carrillo walked into a chop and an uppercut from Birch. Lorcan tagged in and hit Humberto with a giant chop to the chest. Birch and Lorcan took turns beating down Humberto for a bit before Car Carrillo was able to fight back and knocked them both out of the ring. Mendoza and Carrillo then hit a Lork hit Lorcan and Birch with suicide dives. Back in the ring, Humberto climbed to the top and went for a moonsault, but Lorcan got got his feet up. Oni Oni then followed it up with a big uppercut in the corner and then tagged Birch in. Humberto escaped and tagged in Mendoza. Raw took out Birch and Lorcan with a double drop kick, but ran into a hip toss from Birch. Lorcan tagged in and took out Carrillo with a clothesline. Lorcan and Birch then planted Mendoza for a, with a DT, DDT for a pinfall victory. The Undisputed Era battled the War Raiders Ricochet and Pete Dunne and will face them will, will face them in the war games. Undisputed Era was in the middle of a backstage promo before the match against the War Raiders. Hanson and Rowe decided to attack them before the match and beat the hell out of Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. War Raiders launched Adam Cole like a dart into a side of a truck and slammed Fish and O'Reilly on top of some tables. Undisputed Era battled, at, battled back with trash cans and lids before Ricochet came out of nowhere to help the War Raiders. Ricochet then battled with Adam Cole in the parking lot as War Raiders traded shots with Undisputed Era. The brawl made its way to ringside area with the War Raiders in control. Bobby Fish hit Hanson with a steel chair and O'Reilly blasted Rove and needed a face. Adam Cole hit Ricochet with a super, super kick, and then UK champion Pete Dunne decided to join in the party. NXT General Manager William Regal then announced that the two teams will battle in war games at NXT TakeOver. So here are the matches announced for NXT TakeOver War Games. The NXT Championship, Tommaso Ciampa versus one of my pa personal favorites, Valveteen Dream. This is, I think, is going to be a great, great match, and I cannot wait to see... What kind of show Tommaso Ciampa and Valveteen Dream have in store for the NXT universe? Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano. And then the War Games match, Undisputed Era versus War Raiders versus Pete Dunne and Ricochet. So those are the highlights for NXT from last Wednesday. Now before I close out the show here, here are... Now, before I close out the show, here are the, the next Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling events. Coming up November 25th is Deadlocked at the Big Top Convention Center, located at 9250 East Fowler Avenue. General admission is $7, ringside is $12, and kids are free. You can purchase tickets online at HTTPS slash www.facebook.com. Www 
slash Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling. That's HTTPS slash www.facebook.com slash Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling. Also, if you are into music, check out my friend Spoof God's work on Spotify and Apple Music, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Spoop underscore God. And check out his latest song, 10 Large in 20 Years, at smartturl.it slash 10 Large in 20 Years with no space. From Hawk Radio Studios in beautiful, beautiful Ybor City, Tampa, Florida, I'm Alex Lowe saying goodbye for now. Have a good afternoon, everybody. Here comes out of the bed, and you don't want to make him mad. He's as pretty as a picture, he looks just like little Richard. Don't be fooled by his looks, he's got a mean little hook. So if you don't want to end up sad, don't mess with Johnny B. Bad. Well, he's so pretty. You see him in the spotlight Johnny B's gonna fight No one mess with him He'll put a left on your chin So if you don't wanna end up sad Don't mess with Johnny B, baby Don't mess with Johnny B.